Sign up with BetMGM Sports using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Have you ever wondered why the news plays the same five stories again and again? Let me give you a little hint. Brainwashing and repetition is the most basic form of brainwashing. Join me as we look at the news cycle and talk about why the mainstream media is so gutless and afraid to report the truth. Friday, welcome to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange. If I mess with this microphone, get it in just the right spot. And uh, we're welcome. This is a a show where the news is the conspiracy, or the conspiracy actually is the news. And of course, uh, what that means is several things. Uh, It means that we can never get a straight answer from anybody. It means that, uh, well, uh, in, in a post-truth world, which is what this is now known as, uh, well, we're uh, left to figure it out on our own, aren't we? And so that's what's going on. That's what this show is really about. Kind of a, we used to do this news segment as part of a um, part of the other show we do called Troubled Minds Radio. Um, and so the the news segment got longer and longer and longer and longer. And so finally, we decided, you know what? It's time to uh, just peel it off and kind of make it its own show, do some news quick hits and uh, not get bogged down in the news every time we start a new show. So uh, that's what this is. So we, we've been doing it on Monday and Friday, which tend to be actually pretty good uh, times to do this stuff because you get, you know, news dumps happening on Friday and then you have like the the weekend kind of, uh, you know, tries to smooth everything over. And then uh, Monday, right, the, the news the news picks up again hot and heavy. So it's a it's a couple good days to really pick pick to do these uh, news shows. And well, uh, I hope you guys are digging them. I hope you enjoy them. Um, but let's see. 
see, see you guys in the chat there. What's up? Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for showing up. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. All right. Yeah. What's up? Lacey gets second. Dibs on second. What's up? Uh, what's up? Daryl gets first. Lacey, quick second. All right. So we're uh, we're just hanging out talking about the news today, like we always do. Um, similar as, uh, like I said, all the Mondays and Fridays, and we're uh, we're on it. So so what we're going to do, uh, per usual, is we have an open phone line if you guys uh, would love to be part of the show. I'd love to have you. And you can dial us at 702-957-1037, and you could find that phone number and our discord link at troubledminds.org that's the official website so uh, as always you know transparency is important to me uh, being able to call me and say no mike you're full of crap or whatever uh, even though right that's really not the goal here but um, it's definitely one of those um you can't call don lemon you know uh, in the middle of a newscast because if you do uh you know they, they'll hang up on you <laughs> right because the, the propagandists don't like to be interrupted don't don't ever interrupt a propagandist it's probably one of the most dangerous things you can do uh so anyway that's the that's kind of the whole point um but, and again uh, more of the the whole point is to laugh at ourselves because well i like to laugh at myself for sure but okay so let's uh let's do this let's uh keep on rolling with or let's let's begin actually with uh, this this is from SciTech Daily, and as always, I'm going to link my sources. You guys can always find them down below, uh, linked below the shows. And uh, I, I encourage you, if you're interested in these articles, to read them all in their entirety, because I'm not going to read all the whole articles, just parts of them. But um, there's a lot of good information here. And again, this is why we do this. This is why I've always said that, hey, you know, we should be able to do the news show without, um, you know, uh, propaganda. And here's here's a good example of uh, how and why. So let's look at this. This is from um, SciTech Daily. Uh, headline is this origin unknown over a thousand powerful cosmic explosions detected by fast telescope in 47 days that's the fast telescope um, so an international research team led by professor lee d and dr wang p from national yeah those are real names by the way i'm not making this up uh from national astronomical observatories of chinese academy of sciences caught an extreme episode of cosmic explosions from fast radio bursts 121102 uh, using the 500 meter aperture spherical radio telescope which is FAST a total of 1652 independent bursts were detected within 47 days starting August 29th uh, 2019. It is the largest set of fast radio burst events so far, more than the number reported in all other publications combined. Such a burst set allows for the determination for the first time of the characteristic energy and energy distribu distribution of any fast radio burst, burst thus shedding light on the Extra, uh, central, central. I can't, I can't read this more. Central engine powering FRBs. Uh, these results were published on, in Nature on October thirteenth, twenty twenty one. And as you can see here, uh, if you're into math and graphs, well, there it is. Uh, there you go. You get it. You got it. Good. Because, uh, well, um, yeah, the the burst rate. The uh, I don't even know what all this means. But anyway, um, so interesting uh this is the first time this has happened as far as we're aware and at least uh the first time it's happened and been reported um because you know as we know um, much of this stuff is actually kind of hidden behind um you know academic um uh, i, I want to say paywalls that's not the term but i'll just leave it leave it at that and say paywalls um but you know kind of a hidden behind the the veil of academia as as they do these things because you know they have these you know universities that have these super huge telescopes and well uh, if we get the information uh it's uh, well 
in this form anyway. So, yeah, pretty interesting. Over a thousand powerful cosmic explosions uh, detected in 47 days from a very particular one. So, yeah, uh, pretty nuts. And what, whatever this means, uh, you tell me. As always, we're trying to figure out what fast radio bursts actually are. And in this case, uh, they seem to be... Um, uh, who knows? <laughs> they seem to be a mystery still. Uh, here we go. Uh, in, 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 in the vein of uh, mysterious explosions in space, check this out. This is from Universe Today. And it goes a little something like this. Um, let's see. Advanced civilizations could use their stars to communicate. Uh-oh. And as telescopes. So E.T. managed to call home with a speaking spell, buzzsaw blade, and an umbrella, if anybody remembers that old movie from the 80s. Uh, the reality of interstellar communication is a bit more complicated. Space is really, really big. Uh, the power needed to transmit a signal across the void is huge. However, rather than using super high-powered transmitters, recent research by Stephen Kirby and Jason T. Wright shows that we can make use of a natural signal gain boost built into solar systems, uh, the gravitational lensing of a solar system's star. Networking a series of stars as nodes could get signals across vast tracts of the Milky Way, and we may be able to detect if our sun is already part of an alien galactic communication network. Oh, oh, there you go. Uh, so there's a, a nice little graphic of what they're talking about here with the relay spacecraft over here on the left. Uh, we've got the, the sun and the Einstein ring in the middle, which your Einstein ring would be your gravitational lensing um, window, and then your target star over here on the right side. So pretty, pretty interesting stuff here. Um, and kind of made me uh, wonder if these two uh, were linked. <laughs> if these uh, these two uh, uh, whatever these two articles uh, the you know f uh, the thousand or whatever uh, explosions caught over forty seven days uh, by the FAST telescope and uh, maybe an alien civilization trying to get a hold of us hmm, maybe it's a uh, dialing like uh, frantically to tell us something <laughs> yeah yeah. What's going on, guys? I see you guys in the chat. Thanks for showing up and hanging out. Uh, okay, so um, what do we got? Where are we at time-wise? We're totally good. Okay, so let's keep on trucking. Let's go to the New York Post, which is, again, a nice, nice set of uh, propaganda. But what can you do? What can you do? Uh, we'll, we'll, look at, we'll look at it for this, this amazing um, non-propaganda value. How about that? Okay, so this uh, headline is this. Kesha... Yeah, that's right. You guys know Kesha of, uh, is it TikTok on the clock? What, what song did she do? Uh, Kesha, who once had sexy time with a ghost, crosses over as a paranormal hunter. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking sexy time with a ghost. Uh, there's a place Kesha knows if you're looking for a show where they haunt hardcore and there's ghosts out on the floor. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That just needs a beat, doesn't it? That's why Discovery Plus invoked uh, the Take It Off singer to host a new reality series that follows her and other celebrity guests, along with experts in supernatural phenomena, to explore mind-blowing haunted sites. Quote, Conjuring Kesha, reportedly its working title, will manifest in six hour-long episodes next year in cinematic, hands-on, paranormal fashion. Is everybody stoked? So I'm stoked. The 34-year-old pop singer called the project a creepy bucket list opportunity for the paranormal enthusiast who once claimed to have had sexy time with a ghost. Ow. Of course, Kesha knows her spirit stuff 
intimately as the self-styled uh, spectrosexual, that's someone who is attracted to phantoms, uh, once claimed in their 2012 single Supernatural, and it was inspired by a real-life sexual encounter with a specter. This is where it gets good. Quote, I had a couple of experiences with the supernatural, she said at the time. I don't know his name. He was a ghost. I'm very open to it. There are so many weird topics on this record from having sexy time with a ghost to getting hypnotized and going into past lives. Yeah, now we're talking. Over the course of my life, I've always been drawn to the supernatural and the spiritual realm, she said in a statement to the Conjuring Kesha announcement, making, quote, making music. I felt was a cosmic connection between my soul and something bigger than me that I couldn't explain. All right. So anyway, uh, looking forward to hopefully more sexy time with ghosts and uh, more uh, more Kesha. Uh, Kesha. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel bad for these these folks, you know, because it seems like they're, you know, kind of abused, like abused people, you know, the, the pop singers as they're used and abused when they're when they're young. And then, you know, they get just a little bit older and then they, you know, get like a discovery plus show you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's, it seems like it seems like it's a uh, it's how this goes but uh <laughs> so interesting uh yeah all right anyway anyway uh sorry to disappoint you guys but yes we did just talk sexy time with a ghost all right let's uh let's continue let's keep on trucking uh <laughs> this is adventurebeat dot com and uh yeah you guessed it another day another hack. And what, what exactly does that mean? Well, it means this. Uh, more than 82 million records exposed by an enterprise software developer. Uh, in early July, security researcher Jeremiah Fowler, in partnership with Cool Tech Zone research team, discovered a non-password protected database. Yes, that's so sweet. That contained more than 82 million records. Uh, the records had information that referenced multiple companies, including Whole Foods, owned by Amazon, and Skaggs Public Safety Uniforms, a company that sells uniforms for police, fire, and medical customers all over the United States. Uh, the logging records uh, exposed numerous customer order records, names, physical addresses, emails, partial credit card numbers, and more. These records were marked as production, quote, production. Overall, the size of leaked data is approximately 9.57 gigabytes. The total number of records when first discovered between April 25th and July 11th was 28 million. After the notice was sent, the total number of records rose to 82 million. Yeah, well, I mean, are you surprised? Is anybody surprised? I'm not surprised. This is, uh, again, like I said, this is this is the future. Uh, another day, another hack. As they continue to tell us, uh, everything's fine. They didn't get any sensitive information, as far as we can tell, which, of course, is just a PR way of saying, shit, we got wrecked. Um, and so, well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so let's see. Where are we at time-wise? I think we're good. Yeah, all right. So so if uh, if you dig the show, you guys know what to do. If you want to uh, help the show, there's uh, many ways to do it, uh, and not just, uh, not just by subbing up and all the rest of that. There are free ways to help as well. I'll add that to the list at the end here. But let's go. Let's do a quick word from our sponsor, which is you. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. 
Okay, uh, let's see. Let me. Uh, I forgot to jump in the on air. On there you go. Troubled minds on the air. Okay, all right. Let's uh, let's keep on moving, shall we? Let's uh, live. Let's move past the hacks. That uh, another day, another hack, and let's go to Gizmodo. And look at this. And this is an interesting one because, well, uh, we've we've got some. Uh, you know, uh, our, our planetary neighbors, Mars and Venus, as it were, uh, apparently are maybe hospitable to life. We've been hearing in recent days and weeks and months. Uh, remember methane on Mars and that whole bit and then the phosphine in the Venus atmosphere. Well, uh, now um, uh, we have this as well. We have uh, recurring water vapor potentially found on Europa. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details but just on one side. Yeah, here we go. The icy surface of Jupiter's moon Europa appears to be continually feeding its thin atmosphere with water vapor, according to Hubble observations made from 1999 to 2015. Uh, new research published in Geophysical Research Letters describes a stable water atmosphere on Europa. Strangely, the, this apparent water vapor was only detected on the moon's uh, tailing hemisphere, that is, the side that faces away from its orbital direction. Astronomer Lorenz Roth and KTH Royal Institute of Technology in Sweden is the paper's lone author. Uh, Europa features a vast global ocean that's completely covered in a layer of ice. Water plumes are known to erupt from cracks on the surface, shooting vapor more than 60 miles high. This results in scattered transient pockets of water vapor in Europa's achingly thin atmosphere. Uh, but the water vapor described in the new study is not coming from these geysers. Rather, it's coming directly from the surface as the solid ice turns directly into gas. Uh, this appears to be a uh, continual process resulting in the perpetual replenishment of water vapor in Europa's atmosphere, um, which is pretty good. I think this is cool that this is one of those places in our solar system where uh, it's, it's possible and even probable there's life in that and then there are oceans um so uh this is this is probably where we're going to find it i would think you know uh, swimmings you know swimming things uh, actual you know life sort of life more like we know it not microbial type stuff but like you know some sort of um alligator uh fish or something swimming in this sucker um i i fully expect to see that and hopefully uh, we can get there soon let's get let's get a uh 
rover submarine up there or something and just dip it in and see what kind of uh, critters are swimming around in there. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, alien, alien oceans. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, there we go. Matt says, I, uh, I believe one day man will be able to live on Europa. And hopefully that's the case. That would be pretty cool. Um, imagine that, uh, stepping outside wherever you live and looking up and seeing Saturn like right there. Oh, man, that would be super, super, super cool. Okay, let's uh, keep on trucking. There is more. Again, if you want to be part of the show, guys, uh, this is live, as always, and you can uh, give us a call at 702-957-1037, or you can click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. That's the official website. And uh, the phone number is there. The podcast is there. The uh, Discord link is there. It's all there. Every, if, if you ever need to know anything about Troubled Minds, it's on the website, or uh, you can click the Discord and come in and say hi there. Uh, it's probably the, mo- the social media that I'm most active in. And uh, let's keep on trucking. Uh, yep, this is a weird one. You like weird stuff? Well, welcome to Weirdville. Uh, Futurism.com reports this. Scientists create creature that doesn't need to breathe. Mm. Uh, quote, can we get away from breathing as a way to keep our brains going? This, this seems like this should be fine, right? This should totally be fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks to some biological tinkering. I like how they put that. A team of scientists found a way to keep tadpoles alive, even after taking away their ability to breathe. Uh, The Ludwig Maximilians University researchers uh, injected photosynthetic algae into the tadpoles, creating a symbiotic relationship between amphibian and microbe that keeps the amphibians alive without any environmental oxygen, the scientist reports. It's an odd experiment that could have important medical value, keeping someone alive when a stroke cuts off their oxygen's uh, brain's oxygen supply, for example. But it's also a fascinating step to forward in biological experimentation in its own right. Um, so in order to test the, their new hybrid, uh, here we go, more hybrids. Alex Jones is going to have a shit fit. Uh, the researchers staved the tad, uh, sorry, starved the tadpoles of oxygen until their brains shut down completely. Then they shined a light onto the water tank, activating the algae and caused it to produce oxygen. Once they did this, the tadpoles' brains became active again, indicating that the algae were successfully keeping their new host alive, according to research published from the journal iScience on Wednesday. Gettysburg College biologist Ryan Kearney, who didn't contribute to the new study, told the scientists that researchers, himself included, have been trying to create artificial symbiotic relationships with algae with the goal of changing our improving animal physiology for about a decade. Um, Well, there you go. Is that creepy? That sounds creepy. Turn this volume up just a bit. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, This is, you know, they're looking to use this uh, for humans, right? Uh, This is a little bit um, odd, interesting, different. And uh, hopefully it leads to something good and something uh, not uh, uh, man, bear, pig style, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Yeah. Uh, What's going on? How are you guys in the chat? I see everybody there. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for uh, thanks for showing up. What's up, Robert? Says, uh, I, I believe we will eventually invade Europa, claim it for the USA, and kill all its inhabitants, which, of course, like I said, will be uh, crocogators or whatever you're going to call them. They're going to be some sort of alien swimming things. But, yeah, that that wouldn't surprise me. It seems it seems very hu- a very human thing to do, doesn't it? Show up and just bust everything up. Yeah. Seems 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 legit. Seems totally legit. Okay, so uh, again, if you guys want to be part of the show, you got comments on this stuff. You know the drill. Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link, and we'll put you on the show. All right, check this out. Uh, we are streaming on Twitch currently, and uh, yeah, you guessed it. Uh, 
this was rumored recently, but now it's been confirmed. Amazon-owned Twitch says their source code was exposed in last week's data breach. Yeah, that's right. Amazon Incorporated-owned uh, Twitch said on Friday night that last week's data breach at the live-streaming esports platform contained documents from its source code, passwords, login credentials, full credit card numbers, and bank details. I told you guys. I told you guys there were bank bank leaks here, but nobody reported that. Uh, bank details of users were not accessed oh or exposed oh oh just like i said also by the way i also said that they always say this don't they they always say this they're always like oh well we got hacked but you know our the most the most you know they got our source code but they didn't get your bank accounts right because that's what the pr the pr firms have to say uh you know so they don't get sued right but yeah this is this is pretty wild because this uh, this is probably probably a fib right probably uh, so, all right. So they say they were not accessed or exposed in the breach. However, they did they did get the source code. Wink, wink. So, how do you get the source code, but you don't get like all the rest of this? Uh, doesn't make sense, does it? Anyway, the platform, which is used by video gamers for interacting with users while live streaming content, had blamed the breach on an error in the server configuration change. Oops. Uh, server configuration changes are, are performed during server maintenance. A faulty configuration can expose the data stored in these servers to unauthorized access. Twitch said it was confident the incident affected only a small number of users and that it was contacting those who had been directly impacted. The platform has more than 30 million average daily users. Damn, that's a lot of people. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, pretty interesting that uh, there you go. Indigo Child says, I changed my Twitch password. As well you should because, yeah, um, <laughs> they, they reset all of their stream keys and I, I still can't log into. There's still some things that are broken and not working. So uh, there's there's been some Twitch functionality issues. So it, this is real. This is a real thing. Twitch got wrecked. And uh, yeah, well, it's unfortunate. But like I said, another day, another hack. And this is just the fallout of... Right, of that, that uh, Hackville. Welcome to Hackville. The population, you. Uh, yeah. So uh, so anyway, interesting. We'll, we'll keep an eye on this as it develops and see if it does actually come out that, as I predicted, uh, that bank account information was actually leaked here, um, which is a shame. Okay, uh, let's keep on trucking. We've got uh, in Engadget.com. Engadget. All right, here we go. This is, yeah, uh, you, you want creepy? All right, we got, we got double creepy for you. MIT researchers create fabric that can sense and react to its wearer's movement. Oh, yeah. Omnifiber could be used to create training garments. All right. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Textile production may be one of the oldest technologies known to humans, but it hasn't proven easy to adapt the advantages or sorry, advances of the information age to our garments. Sure, yeah, we've seen efforts like Google's Project Jacker to try to bring clothes into the modern era, era, but those haven't been particularly successful. Uh, now, now that uh, not that that's stopping a team of researchers from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology in Sweden, they've created a smart fiber that can sense and respond to the movement of its wearer. Dubbed Omnifiber, the soft robotic fabric features a hollow center channel that allows a fluidic medium to travel through it. Uh, with the help of compressed air, the fibers can bend, stretch, curl, and pulse on demand. Uh, that's something that allows them to provide tactile feedback in real time, making them akin to an artificial muscle. Ooh, 
How sexy does that sound? Uh, I'll bet you if you added that to the sexy uh, ghost Kesha time, then uh, we'd have we'd have something, wouldn't we? Um, artificial muscle fibers aren't a new idea. Other research teams at MIT have approached uh, the uh, tech, uh, technology in their own way. However, what makes OmniFiber notable is that it doesn't need heat to change its shape. Immediately, that makes it more practical since overheating the skin is not an issue. It has other advantages, too. It's possible to make the fabric with relatively inexpensive materials, and the fibers don't require a delicate weaving process. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, right? Let's, uh, let's watch some of this video and see what they say about this. A team of researchers out of the MIT Media Lab, KTH Royal Institute of Technology, and Uppsala University have designed a soft robotic fiber that can sense its own physical deformation and mechanically respond to it. This smart fiber can bend, stretch, curl, and pulse on demand, even providing immediate feedback to the user. Similar to typical polyester yarn, this fiber can be woven into fabrics, turning an everyday piece of clothing into a kinetic garment that responds to different stimuli by the human body. This technology, the researchers say, could even be used in the medical field to monitor breathing and help patients regulate respiratory actions in post-recovery. I think it's really important to get eye-wearable technology to speak the language of our body. In that sense, soft robotic fibers, fabrics and garments make a great medium to work with, as they can be really expressive and very human-like in the type of feedback they provide. The fiber, they call omnifiber, consists of a hollow channel in the center, which allows the fluid medium to run through it, in this case, compressed air. The compressed air is controlled by a miniaturized wearable control platform called Flow.io. It operates similarly to an electrical circuit, but instead of electricity, it programs air by controlling the pressure and flow rate. Surrounding the elastomeric hollow chamber are a series of layers, including a silicone-based ultra-stretchable sensor layer and a tubular braided polymer outer layer similar to a mesh. The design is so specific that by controlling the parameters of this outer interlocking mesh-like layer, one can mechanically program the motion of the fiber. Compared to existing pneumatic artificial muscles, our work combines multiple functionalities into a comprehensive system design, such as the fiber being sensor integrated, therefore having robotic functionalities, or being as small as half a millimeter of diameter, which is kind of like a medium-thick polyester yarn, and most importantly, being machine-knitable to scale up to full-body robotic garments. Okay, full body robotic garments. Anyway, uh, the, there's there's the link if you guys want to check out the full video there, and it goes on for another minute or so. And yeah, uh, there's some um, there's some interesting stuff with this. Um, like like you, if you're watching the video there, they had some. Uh, it, it looked like the thing kind of coiled like a snake. So uh, don't worry about uh, you know putting on your sweater uh, and having it you know asphyxiate you. <laughs> I'm sure that's not a problem, right? That's I'm sure that's totally fine. Uh, uh, good good jokes in the chat here. What's up, Daryl? Says uh, my shirt can beat up your shirt and beat your pants off has a new meaning and so attractive too. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> you guys cracked me up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so so this stuff is uh, is this the future? Is this really what's going on? MIT researchers create fabric that can sense and react to its wearer's movements. Uh, I, I don't know. It seems a little bit odd to me, uh, but. Well, uh, like I said, you're not uh, call me a luddite. You're not going to catch me wearing anything like this anytime soon. How about that? They're going to have to uh, strap me down and put this on me, and then I'm going to I'm going to be like an animal. 
Uh, you know, you know how. Uh, so, so my dog, actually, my little puppy, she hates when you put her little harness on. She hates it. She hates it. I don't know what's. I don't know what her deal is, but she like, you know, maybe she was traumatized and you know, actually almost got choked out by accident or something when she was a tiny baby puppy or something. But she feels like you know she's uh, being restricted with the little harness to, to walk her, you know, so she doesn't choke herself because she's you know crazy puppy right now. But. Um, I go to put this thing on her and she starts squirming and biting and she's just like, she's like nuts about it. She, she, she's not having it. Right. So uh, most times I just leave it on her cause it's such a pain in the ass to take it on and off. But, uh, uh that's going to be me. And when they're trying to put this shit on, they're going to be like, come on, Mike, just lift up your arm. We're going to put this, I'm going to be like, no, no, <laughs> you're not going to make me do it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, interesting parallel here. Uh, how suddenly I'm the, you're the animal. I'm the animal. Right. Yeah. Uh, just, just put on. Yeah. Put, there you go. Matt says a robot clothes, but we don't have our flying cars yet. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. What can you do? All right. So, uh, we're going to take a quick break. This is uh, troubled minds news. I'm your host, Michael strange, and we will be right back. All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange. Let's keep on trucking. Uh, we got more news to talk about here. Let's go back to SciTech Daily. And um, here you go. We've got this. This is, uh, this is what I was looking at earlier. New findings suggest Venus never had oceans or the conditions needed for life. So remember what happened to phosphine and Venus not too long ago. Instead, we have this. Um, well, as they can never make up their mind, flip-flopping on the science, and, well, uh, trust the science, by the way. Uh, the planet Venus can be seen as the Earth's evil twin. At first sight, it is a comparable mass and size of our home planet. Similarly, consists mostly of rocky material, holds some water, and has an atmosphere. Yet a closer look reveals striking differences between them. Venus's thick CO2 atmosphere, extreme surface temperatures and pressure, and sulfuric acid clouds are indeed a stark contrast to the conditions needed for life on Earth. This may, however, have not always been the case. Previous studies have suggested that Venus may have been a much more hospitable place in the past with its own liquid water oceans. Uh, a team of astrophysicists led by University of Geneva and the National Center of Competence in Research Planets, uh, Switzerland, invest that would be the NCCR, because you need an acronym for everything, and the UNIGE, uh, so investigated whether our planet's twin did indeed have milder periods. The results published in the journal Nature suggest that this is indeed not the case. Venus had recently become an important research topic for astrophysicists. ESA and NASA have decided this year to send no less than three space exploration mis missions over the next decade to the second closest planet to the sun. One of the key questions of these missions aimed to answer is whether or not Venus ever hosted early oceans. Astrophysicists led by Martin Turbet, or Turbet, how do you say this? The, the researcher at the Department of Astronomy and the Faculty of Science of the UNIGE and member of the NCCR planets have tried to answer this question with the tools available on Earth. Let's see if my AI help is back and see if we can see how to pronounce this guy's name come on microsoft mike you can do it no broken <laughs> what the fuck this is this we we just tested this the other night and it worked fine oh well what can you do see there's something there's a there's a conspiracy afoot and they don't want me using microsoft mike oh there it is right 
Ah, uh, the uh, too many too many tabs open or something. Anyway, uh, so I don't know. It doesn't really matter how to say that guy's name unless I'm talking to him, and then I'll, I might piss him off by mispronouncing. But anyway, uh, point is uh, <laughs> that that. Uh, yeah, uh, now they're saying that, uh, you know, instead of phosphine on Venus and possibly life in the atmosphere, we've got uh, this. Yeah, see, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's it's breaking the browser. That's hilarious. Uh, but anyway, so they're saying that it never actually had the conditions necessary to support life, uh, which is uh, in definite contrast to what they've said previously. So, uh, like I said, interesting how, uh, you know, new papers come out, new ideas, new this, new that, new analysis, uh, new data. And what do they do? Well, they, they reverse on basically years and years and years of the same thought that maybe Venus uh, in the old days had uh, had an ocean and had, you know, habitable things, had those croco, croco, whatever, swimming arounds in there, uh, croco fish or whatever they're going to be. Um, but yeah, so, so I don't know. Uh, you tell me, is this cool? Is this not cool? Is this, um, yeah, worth talking about? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Microsoft strange, right? And it's broken. I don't know what's going on with, uh, every time I want to use it now, the little, my lovely AI Microsoft strange assistant, it uh, doesn't work. So uh, whatevs, what, what are you going to do? Okay. So if you guys want to be part of the show, you guys, you know, the drill 702-957-1037 watching the phone lines. And of course, uh, the discord and making sure that, uh, if you guys have a place, uh, you want to talk, you want to kick it, uh, you want to, uh, uh, get your thoughts in here. You're more than welcome. So, uh, there you go. Trouble minds.org click the discord link phone number is also on the website all right let's keep on trucking shall we let's go to this um yeah we've been talking about this a little bit recently and uh, i think it probably deserves quite a bit more attention than it's getting uh but but of course um you know all of the 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 social media and uh, you know, uh, particularly Instagram and, you know, with uh, teenage, uh, young teenage girls, uh, this is just not, it's not a healthy thing. Um, and, you know, we talked about suicides and, you know, everybody faking and trying to look good with their little snap filters and, you know, and, uh, you know, like contorting themselves to look, you know, less human and more uh, uh, desirable uh, for sexy time with Kesha and the ghost. Um, I don't know. This is um, this is horrific, tragic, and this is the world we live in. But Instagram triggered my eating disorder from Slate. And yeah, uh, so according to Facebook's own research, being on Instagram increases body image issue, issues for one in three teen girls. And here's how that played out for me. And we'll go into this just a little bit. But this is the, the worst part is like uh, everybody remember being a teenager. Yeah, it, it kind of sucked, didn't it? Uh, your body's changing, all the, the weird uh, the weirdness as the world uh, changes around you and you're changing with it and uh, kind of not even understanding a lot of what's happening until right then it's too late and then you know then you're like oh that's what's happening well yeah all that well imagine um, scrolling through Instagram and looking at you know pictures of the Kardashians with uh, you know duct tape and just perfect positions in the uh, you know manufactured perfect lighting and uh, you know an entire team doing their makeup to make them look just so. And then uh, these young ladies, uh, you know, at, you know young, young teenagers scrolling through this crap scene, what a perfect person is supposed to look like. Um, yeah, that could, uh, that could ruin your whole day, couldn't it? And unfortunately, like I said, not just suicides. We have this uh, eating disorders and, 
Yeah, it's not good. And and as we've been saying as well, these these social media companies know. And and, and look, and they have the audacity to call us terrorists, right? To call people that want to think freely, that don't want to buy the, the, the BS narrative, hook, line, and sinker. We're the terrorists, right? Because we, we want to have an open mind and explore the, you know what the universe is all about. And instead, right, these assholes are like, oh, yeah, you know, we know we did studies on this and we know this is happening and it's just causing like a, a detrimental flow to society uh, in large segments of the populations of young teenagers but you know uh, we're making money so you know fuck off and that's you know this is what I'm saying this is this is not good this is not a good thing with um, with uh, all of this and and like I said uh, the audacity to call us terrorists right as, as always it just depends on who you ask but yeah yeah duct tape exactly or whatever the hell's going on I don't know I don't know how to do I've never actually taped myself to look just so so I, I'm not exactly sure how that process works but anyway yeah uh, Facebook's recently leaked internal documents on the mental health harms of Instagram for young people includes what many hailed as a jarring finding for one in three teen girls being on Instagram exacerbates body image issues. This statistic uncovered by the Wall Street Journal doesn't surprise me. Uh, this is uh, written by uh, Jennifer Nita John, and this is uh, October 14th. Uh, so uh, it doesn't surprise me uh, when I was in middle school, I was among the one in three scrolling past dog portraits and sunset shots. I paused my thumbs autopilot to look closer at a post in my Instagram feed. A fitness account offered a simple piece of advice to lose weight. You should never eat when you're not hungry. Oh, there it is. Uh, at an age when I struggled to accept my changing body, I thought the post offered the solution I desperately wanted. When I wasn't hungry at mealtimes, I despaired over the pounds I believed I would accumulate if I ate. To avoid that feeling, I restricted my portions by more each week and rarely allowed myself to eat if I was hungry between meals. I weighed myself multiple times per day, ignoring my hunger in if the number on the scale hadn't budged. Within a few months, my weight had fallen dangerously low, and my behaviors were concerning enough to consult uh, to, uh, to result in a diagnosis of anorexia. And uh, yeah, this is what I'm saying. Uh, this is this is not good. This is one of those. Um, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's tragic. It's horrific. And this is the world we live in. And again, is there going to be accountability for this? Uh, no, them knowing them knowing full well what was happening here that, uh, you know, the news feeds and, uh, you know, all the garbage uh, algorithms that they put forth to talk about just just you know us wanting making us want to fight right and and then you know they once again they're they're calling us terrorists they're calling people terrorists that that, that want to you know, free think that pe people that don't buy this garbage as a you know hook line and sinker narrative of uh, this is the future of 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 the world and humanity is fucking instagram no uh this is this is crap is what it is and uh again who's going to hold them accountable this is the problem, right? They're, they're in the pockets of politicians. Uh, you know, Zuckerberg has testified uh, in front of Congress along with that, that dick from Twitter. What is his name? Jack Dorsey. And uh, all the rest of these guys, the dude from Google, everybody, right? They go testify and they sit there all snarky and say, well, our security teams believe that we're doing our best to make sure that these things are on the up and up. And we, we are aware of the data. However, that's why we do the tests, because we want to know how to make this a better environment for everybody, right? That's what they fucking say. That's what they say. But they're full of it. They're full of it. They know very well what's going on. And as long as it's making the money, they could give a damn. They'll just keep doing it. And uh, th who cares the fallout? Who cares? If they're breaking children, uh, children, teen, young teenagers are children. And if they're breaking them, well, uh, they're doing it intentionally. And this is what's going on. One in three, one in three, right? 
um, it's not good. And again, not even talking about the suicides. Um, it's uh, yeah. Thanks, Facebook, you know, for not giving a shit about anybody except yourselves. It's an amazing world we live in, isn't it? And uh, being able to get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's even better. Right. All right. Let's uh, let's go on to CNN, the most trusted source in news. Uh, yeah. Uh, wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? State lotteries did not motivate people to get the COVID-19 vaccine study fines. Oh, you mean a, a snowball's chance in hell of getting uh, some money uh, d- didn't make people have slightly uh, better odds than... I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Not going to say it. All right. Nearly 66 million people in the United States who are uh, eligible still have not gotten vaccinated against COVID-19, no matter how much danger that puts them in and no matter how many incentives or mandates have been thrown at them. States and public officials have tried all sorts of novel ideas. They'd offered offered donuts, beer, and even cold, hard cash to entice people to get the vaccine. At least one tactic, lotteries did not seem to do the trick, according to the new study published Friday. The study published in JAMA Health Health Forum, J-A-M-A, looked at vaccination records in 19 states that entered people into a cash drawing after they got vaccinated between the end of April and the beginning of July. Uh, The University of Colorado Denver researchers found no statistically significant association between the lotteries and the vaccination rates. Is anybody shocked? Anybody shocked that there was zero difference in vaccination rates in states that held lotteries compared to those that didn't? Oh, like I said, snowball's chance in hell is not uh, of getting some cash money isn't going to make you do this. Hmm, weird. Weird. Who knew? Who knew? Wow. These people are morons. In fact, after looking at the states collectively, rather than looking at how each state that offered a lottery did, the number of people initiating their vaccination process per 1,000 population declined. Uh, the number of people getting their second dose stayed the same. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to talk about odds. I am a uh, poker player, so I, I know my odds pretty well. And like I said, well, at least with a 52-card deck anyway. But uh, in this case, uh, the odds are that I'm not going to say it. You know what I'm thinking? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> the odds are better that you, um, instead of win the lottery. Um, anyway, let's keep on trucking. If you guys want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037, and we'll put you on the show. And uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, Matt says, at my work, they are giving away cars. Giving away cars, huh? Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, uh, like I said, the world we live in is a spectacular place, is it not? Is it not? All right, uh, let's do a quick word from our sponsor again. If you're uh, subbed up to the channel, thank you very much. And uh, a reminder that uh, if you are uh, subbed up through Prime or otherwise on Twitch here, you do have to uh, re re-engage that every month because it does lapse. But uh, let's get another quick word from our sponsor, which is you, and we'll keep on trucking and finish this up. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. All right, 
Uh, thanks for uh, being patient with the uh, commercials. But uh, if I, you don't tell people how to support the channel, then people don't support the channel. And uh, there are folks out there that are asking. So uh, that's that's when we began, when people were like, hey, Mike, how can we help the, the, the show? That's how you can help. So there you go. So, you know. All right, let's continue. Let's keep on trucking. We've got uh, The Guardian. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, periodicals, as it were, uh, online newspapers. Yes, uh, fantastic folks here at The Guardian. <laughs> If you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, uh, this is amazing. How COVID spread fear of globalization and threatens a new world order. Now, how on earth are they literally just using globalization in the, a new world order in the same sentence as like an interchangeable thing? Like, like, is that is this real? Like, is this does that make any sense to you? Uh, like, literally, they've like the, the narrative is they've spent their entire time. Uh, the powers that be trying to decouple these two statements and say that globalization is not a new world order. What are you guys thinking? You guys are nuts. You guys are insane conspiracy theorists, right? This is not what this is about. We're about kumbaya, right? You do realize when there's only one global army, there's nobody to fight, right? You get it. Like there's no, there's no borders. There's no, right. There's no China versus Russia versus the United States or any of this stuff because, you know, globalism, you know, it's a good thing. Well, now they're calling it a new world order right here on the what? Like, OK, uh, this this has got to be uh, a, a this has got to be a mistake. This individual that wrote the article, Martin Farrer, uh, somebody somebody in the in the editing room should not have let this come through because they're basically saying, oh, yeah, by the way, our globalization program where you will have nothing and you will be happy. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Remember uh, Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum? Yeah, that's what he said. And there's your new globalization. There is your new world order. And he's saying it right here in the headline. Like, what? What? Like, all right, cool, cool. That's totally not what they're doing, right? Subheadline says, free trade fatigue and strained supply chains were already fracturing the system before the virus accelerated nationalist impulses uh, towards autarky. Autarky? I'd have Microsoft Mike read that word, but uh, we'll just go without. Uh, when Xi Jinping promised the world's movers and shakers in January 2017 that China would champion globalization, it looked as if the baton of global economic leadership was being picked up seamlessly by Beijing as Donald Trump prepared to usher in an era of American isolation. Can't say isolationism. Almost five years later, a new world order has emerged, but it is not the one China's president and others gathered. Uh, in Davo, Davos that day. Davos is, of course, where the World Economic Forum is and then where they meet. Uh, and that, it's, so it is the, it, it's not the new world order that they seem to have in mind. Oh, no. How could that be a bad thing? Uh, here we go. Instead of a continuation of the post-Cold War era of growth underpinned by free trade, the world faces a fractured economic system where the post-pandemic supply shock and mistrust bred by the virus pushes countries towards the autarkist Impulse for self-sufficiency. Uh, here we go. Autarky is a Greek word meaning self-reliance, and it was uh, popularized as shorthand for economic nationalism in the 19th century. It gained some credence as an economic model when the young Soviet Union, in effect, shut itself off from the world. And the nationalist impulse towards self-sufficiency appealed to Hitler. Of course. Right, of course. So you have to say that... Uh, uh, you know, uh, wanting countries to not kumbaya and um, have a one world government means you are Hitler, right? Because Hitler loves that idea. 
et cetera. So on um, this, this is, um, I don't know, uh, maybe I'm not going to say it cause it'll make me just like this dude, but uh, it seems like, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say it, but, but anyway, you probably, you guys could probably read my mind. Uh, yeah. So there it is globalization and the new world order in the same sentence. And this guy could bitching and moaning in this article. If you can believe this, that uh, the, 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 quote, new world order we're getting isn't the one envisioned by the World Economic Forum. Oh, boo-hoo. Oh, boo-hoo. Get out of here, man. Like, this is... Anyway, like I said, they spent all this time trying to decouple the two, globalization and new world order, right? Because new new world order is a conspiracy, guys. That's not a real thing. Uh, but then, uh, well, this guy, oops, uses it as, you know... Yeah, right there on the headline. And not only that, he's defending uh, Klaus Schwab, who says, you will own nothing and you will be happy. You will be happy. Remember that? Remember that? Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, we got this thing. I want to I play this. So just as we're talking about some weirdness and weird news and stuff, uh, I dropped this in the politics channel on Discord. If you guys have not actually been uh, in, uh, haven't joined the Discord, uh, please do. Please do. This is a... A uh, little blurb by, uh, let's, let me find this real quick. Um, Sanjay Gupta. Did you guys see this? He was on Joe Rogan the other day and, uh, he, you know, he, he's, uh, the chief medical correspondent on CNN. Oh, I just want to point this out. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, let's, let's do this. I hadn't planned for this one, but I think it's important to point out cause I, I, I put, linked it in the, in the discord. We may as well talk about it right now. Uh, okay, so this is from the New York Post, and uh, Joe Rogan takes on Sanjay Gupta over CNN lying about COVID treatment. Okay, and this is this is you know this has really not been uh, something I talk about often because, like I said, uh, when we were you know we kind of said all we needed to say about the uh, you know quote pandemic uh, by March of 2020 on the show, um, and so. Uh, you know, I don't talk about this often because, uh, like I said, uh, we, we said what we need to say and now everything's coming, pretty much coming true to, to most of our predictions and it's it's pretty horrific. But check this out. This is exactly the quote. So Joe Rogan takes on Sanjay Gupta over CNN lying about COVID treatment. And yeah, they're lying, 100% lying. Uh, but check this out. I'm going to play this. This is from uh, right there in the Discord, an audio file. But this is uh, Joe, Rogan, Joe Rogan asking. So if you guys recall, uh, notably, Joe Rogan caught COVID about what a month ago something like that and so he 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 said uh he came out and said i threw everything uh, at it uh, but the kitchen sink and you know I, I got this all these different treatments drugs this that the other thing right all the all the things that you're supposed to do right but then uh he got attacked mercilessly in the media because they were saying that he was taking horse dewormers right which of course is ivermectin so this is him with sanjay gupta the cnn chief medical correspondent on his podcast listen to how the exchange went down Horse dewormers, not a flattering thing. I get it's that. It's a lie. It's a lie on a news network, it, and it's a lie that's a willing, that's that's a lie that they're conscious of. It's not a mistake. Yeah. They're unfavorably framing it as veterinary medicine. Well, the FDA put this thing out. You saw that. Did you see that thing that the FDA put out? What did the FDA put out? <laughs> it was a tweet, and it was snarky. I admit it. They said, you are not a horse, you are not a cow, stop taking this stuff, or something like Why that. Why would you say that when you're talking about a drug that's been given out to billions and billions of people, a drug that was responsible for one of the inventors of it making the Nobel the Prize. Win, the Nobel Prize in 2015. 15, yeah. Yeah, no, a, a drug well, that has been shown to stop viral replication in vitro. You know that, right? I, I, Why would they lie and say that's horse 
where I'm like, I can afford people medicine, motherfucker. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's just a lie. I don't think anyone is thick. But don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? You know that they know that I took medicine. Like, here it is. This is ivermectin. You got this it with it right you. here. Somebody gave it to me. All right, hang on. I, I, do you, the, the thing is, we're, we're, we're like going so fast. Like I feel like I'm missing. I'm missing. Do you think I want that that to? Okay, we're going so fast. You're calling my network a liar. Let's uh, let's uh, slow this down. I feel like I feel like this is just run by me, right? He's he's so uh, rattled, rattled. All right, it goes another forty five seconds. Let's hear this. That's a problem that your news network it was not- lies. Well, I don't. I don't. Th- Dude, what did they say? They lied what and they said say? I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill, because there were people that were taking it, the veterinary medication, and I, you're not obviously. You got it from a doctor, so that it shouldn't be called that. Ivermectin can be a very effective medication for parasitic disease, and as you say, it's probably you know I think what a quarter billion people have taken it around the world more, I get that way more so way but, more can, billions can, of people have taken it can I just come back to the one I want to talk about I, two, no, no, two, no, no, two no, things no. on you the ledger to, you have before we get to that does it bother you that the news network you work for get out and out lied well just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer they, they, they shouldn't have said that why did they do that I don't know you didn't ask? You I didn't think that was I your, did, you're the medical guy over there. I didn't ask. I should have asked before coming But they coming did it with podcast. such glee. No, yes, Joe. Yes, I watched. No, Joe. Look at him. Uh, in the bag. Uh, point being, as I want to point out exactly this, CNN's chief medical correspondent, Sanjay Gupta, is on their payroll, and he's doing whatever the hell they tell him to do. He doesn't have his own mind because he's doing what his handlers tell him, and he's a liar. And he's deflecting for CNN, and this is crap. Like I said, this is not even my fight. I don't even care. I think it's silly. I think it's so silly that, uh, you know, they're trying to, again, to demean a particular thing that actually real medical doctors have suggested is actually helpful as a, as a, uh, a treatment, as it were. Not a cure, a treatment for people that have COVID, right? But uh, it, uh, it's, it's unbelievable that we're, we have big pharma basically saying, no, no, don't take that, take this. You see what's going on? So it's not really about uh, the end result, is it? It's not about that whatsoever. If you start comparing the numbers, it's not about it. They don't care about that. They care about you taking what they say you should take, right? And that should be an alarm in anybody's head for what the hell's really going on out here. Why are they maligning this drug, literally, that's won the Nobel Prize in 2015 for treating people as an antiviral agent? Why? Why are they maligning this as a horse dewormer? Hmm? Eh? Anybody know? Yeah, because they want you to take what they want you to take. They don't want you to have a choice in the matter. And yeah, it's uh, disgusting. So let's keep on trucking. Uh, like I said, I wasn't going to talk about that, but it uh, it did bring to mind that lottery thing and the, um, uh, the CNN. So yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm confused as well. Uh, that they, yeah. Anyway, let's keep on trucking. Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven troubleminds.org. Here we go. CBS News reports this. A giant planet discovered orbiting dead star may be a glimpse into our solar system's future. Yep. 
Uh, astronomers have discovered a giant planet orbiting a dead star, which they say could resemble our solar system when the sun dies out in approximately five billion years. Good news is uh, we we don't have to worry about uh, uh, yeah uh, this for five billion years. So yeah, don't worry, be happy. Scientists discovered a Jupiter-like planet, which has a similar orbit as the gas giant revolving around a dead star or white dwarf near the center of the Milky Way, according to a news release. The team also found the planet is 40 times more massive than Jupiter, and the white dwarf is about 60% of the sun's mass. Researchers found the system using the WM Keck... Keck, is like Kekistan, huh. observatory in Hawaii and wrote about their findings in a new study in the Na- uh, journal Nature this week. Anyway, uh, interesting and um, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and like I said, uh, me even talking about the I-V-E-R-M-E-C-T-I-N, uh, it probably uh, will get us taken down, right? Like that's how just in- incredibly stupid this is becoming, uh, this stupid debate where they're trying to tell us uh, one thing about it when, you know, another thing seems to be true entirely. So, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. Uh, so anyway, let's continue, continue here uh, with Gizmodo. Uh, Gizmodo.com reports this. Uh, uh, a last-minute nuke to shatter an incoming asteroid could actually work, study suggests. Uh, models suggest 99% of an asteroid's mass would fail to hit Earth after a disruptive nuclear strike. And there's your nice uh, image of what they say will happen to an asteroid if you nuke it. And, you know, uh, back to our fantastic Cold War sensibilities. If in doubt, aim the nuke at it and fire up the uh, <laughs> fire up the afterburners. Uh, kick, kick the tires and light the fires, big daddy. Uh, encouraging results from a computer simulation point to the use of nuclear devices as a viable defense against Earth-threatening asteroids that suddenly appear out of the blue. The Center for Near-Earth uh, Object Studies at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory runs an asteroid impact simulation once every two years. The exercise from earlier this year was unique in that the fictional threatening asteroid dubbed 2021 PDC was detected just six months before its scheduled meeting with Earth's surface. It was deemed an insufficient amount of time to deploy a mitigation strategy, so the participants focused primarily on disaster response. It served as a rude reminder of our vulnerability to these undiscovered asteroids. So, um, yeah, there's your computer model. Uh, at least, as always, right, a uh, good thing is uh, once you put it in a computer, then it becomes the truth, and then we get to move politically, and, well, maybe we'll start building more nukes as a result of this let's see what happens (laughs) let's see how they spin this but uh, yeah we'll see Uh, love this that we're uh, talking about nuclear um, yeah nuclear missiles again amazing absolutely amazing don't we have anything else guys are you shitting me all right anyway uh, let's go to inverse.com where are we at time wise i think we're good yeah we're fine let's finish this up Uh, strange radio waves hint at the existence of a new stellar object Uh uh-oh uh-oh uh well many objects in the vastness of space shine or radiate with more or less constant intensity astronomers have come to discover more and more objects that flash blip burp or otherwise appear disappear and reappear in x-ray visual and radio frequencies remember how we talked about the case of the missing stars Hmm. I wonder if this may have a, a line on figuring out what the hell's going on. Uh, so many such such time domain objects, as astronomers call them, as are well-known pulsars and neutron stars with regular periodic signals and the intermittent flash of a dying star dashed on the rim of a black hole. But some cosmic signals remain mysterious, including a radio signal described by an international team of researchers and a paper published Wednesday in the Astrophysical Journal. Uh, the mysterious signal is named ASCAP J173608. 
0.2-321635. I won't say it again. It was found by the Australian Square Kilometer Array Pathfinder, the ASKAP, and appears to be emanating from near the center of our galaxy. Uh-oh. They say that's where uh, extraterrestrials would probably be if they were going to try and uh, inhabit the uh, the uh, the uh, galaxy. They'd be near the center because that's the easiest way as it spins to actually... Uh, yeah, uh, and, and inhabit, uh, yeah, populate. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, so the researchers found a unique and unusual radio signal emanating from near the center of our galaxy's center. I like that, the center of the galaxy's center. Initially invisible, it became very bright in the radio spectrum, faded away, and then reappeared, switching off and on apparently at random. It could persist for weeks and then fade away in a day. Uh, so while visible, this signal is doubly strange in that its signal is highly polarized, meaning the waves oscillate in only one direction, but with the direction of that oscillation also shifts over time. So anyway, uh, as always, there's uh, tons more interesting and um, um, notable things in space. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll keep uh, keep an eye on this and hopefully we find some aliens. Show us the aliens. Give me the aliens. All right, let's go. A couple more and let's wrap it up. Uh, we got this from SciTech Daily, and uh, I like this one. Uh, this may uh, turn into a troubled mind show this la- later this week. Uh, resonance theory. Could consciousness all come down to the way things vibrate? Uh-oh, it sounds like it's woo. Woo woo. Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, so uh, the mind-body problem enjoyed a major rebranding over the last two decades. Now it's generally known as the hard problem of consciousness. After philosopher David Chalmers coined th- this term in a now classic paper and further explored it in his 1996 book, The Conscious Mind in Search of a Fundamental Theory, Chalmers thought the mind-body problem should be called hard in response to what, with tongue-in-cheek, he called the easy problems of neuroscience. How do neurons and the brain work at the physical level? Uh, Of course, they're not actually easy at all, but his point was that they're relatively easy compared to the truly difficult problem of explaining how consciousness relates to matter. Um, Good stuff here. Uh, Probably a longer conversation than we have in this moment. But uh, yeah, uh, maybe stay tuned for a show on Troubled Minds about this in the coming days, because why not? Why the hell not? Um, Let's get to the last one. Actually, that was the last one. The last one was the Joe Rogan that I added as uh, as a why the hell not. Okay, so... So anyway, uh, we're finished. Now we're done. So the, the good news is uh, we'll be back on Monday uh, with more Troubled Minds news. The bad news is for now we're done. It is Friday, so we'll add that to the good news heap. Uh, so happy Friday. Thanks again, guys, for being part of this journey and uh, being um, interested in the things I say and the things we do on this show as a collective. Like I always say, I'm me, you're you, but together we're us. And uh, we have a lot of uh, a lot of fine folks contributing and uh, being part of this uh, these conversations. So I appreciate it so much. Thank you for being here, and uh, like I always say, you could you could be doing a million other things, but you're here with us in this moment, so thank you for that. Um, if you want to help the show, you know what to do. Uh, there are a lot of different ways. Join the Discord. I, uh, I had a nice uh, write-up done by our good friend, um, 40s AM. He wrote up a nice little blurb on how to support the show, and it is in uh, Discord now. You can just go in there, find it, uh, scroll down, and it says how to support the show. There are many ways to do it, uh, some, some paid ways and some free ways. Uh, as always, right? Uh, spread the word if you guys like this show and want it to blow up because, well, um, I think we're doing good work here. I think uh, <clears throat> myself and collectively with all the rest of us, I think we're uh, having conversations that need to be had. And uh, a lot of a lot of folks are not uh, not keen on that because they don't want uh, they don't want uh, narratives that uh, contradict the party. Right. Uh, because we live up in 1980 we live in the 1984 world, don't we? 
Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's the deal. Let's play some outro music. Get the hell out of here. Like I said, happy Friday. Thank you to everybody who subbed up to the channel. Thanks to everybody for watching. Thanks for all the great thoughtful chat. Thanks for all the fantastic calls we get on this show. And um, let's get the hell out of here. You guys have a great weekend. Uh, we'll have uh, more Troubled Minds content coming. Working on some videos. Going to put those up. Uh, watch the YouTube channels. And, of course, watch the uh, the Rockfin channel. If you guys don't know Rockfin, get on over there and see what's up. And uh, as we finish, you guys know the drill. Have a fantastic afternoon, a fantastic weekend. Be good to yourself so you can be good to others. Have a good one, guys. You're the best. See you soon. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details